Venerable Master Miaolian's Dharma teaching. Transferring merits from seclusion to Dharma realm beings. Work diligently. Vow to be reborn to superior grade. Going into seclusion again at 82. From time to time, I think of all of you. I believe you think of me too. With all the causes that have gathered, I now have to tell you something, both for myself and for all of you. Whatever I say for myself is for all of you, and whatever I say for all of you is also for me. These are the interdependent causes and conditions that you should understand. There is a worldly saying, unity is power. All of you come here to cultivate together, and there is such power in that. I indicated that I will speak for myself and for you. I think I better start by talking about myself. It is a long story, but I'll make it short. It dates back to 1949 when I left Lingyan Mountain Temple in China. Let's skip the details of the journey that I traveled. While en route to Hong Kong on the 8th of April of the lunar calendar, we arrived at Ma Ba, Guangtong province, where the Venerable Xu Yang was conducting a precept conferment ceremony at the Nenhua Temple. There were lots of people, about one to two hundred. We had not originally planned to visit the king of monks of the contemporary world, but the causes and conditions were present as our route had to pass there. So we decided to make a very special trip to Nenhua Temple to pay respect, with the utmost sincerity, to the king of monks of the contemporary world, as well as to the relics of the sixth patriarch, Hui Nen, before going on to Hong Kong. After we arrived in Hong Kong, we went to Lantau Island and checked in at the Po Ling Monastery by the end of May. On October 1st of the lunar calendar, I was 28. The causes and conditions were ripe for me to go into seclusion that lasted for six years. I then went to Castle Peak and went into seclusion again for 14 years, making it a total of 20 years. I was 28 in 1949. Look at how time flies. It is now 2003 and I'm 82. It has been 54 years. I went into seclusion at 28. I think now at 82, I should enter seclusion once again. I have heard some of you say, oh, Master Miao Lian is going into seclusion? Is he not going to see us at all? Seclusion this and seclusion that, etc. Let me tell you, Venerable Master Ying Kuang at the Lingyan Mountain Temple in China transcended millions of sentient beings. Didn't he do that all the while he was in seclusion? Moreover, had I not been in seclusion for 20 years in Hong Kong, how could I possibly have accumulated merit and established Lingyan Mountain Temple? Everything has its causes and conditions. When there is a consequence, there must be a cause. It's often said, there is no free lunch and good things do not just fall from the sky. 
Everything happens according to the law of cause and effect. Don't say Venerable Master Miao Lian will not see us when he enters into seclusion. Let me tell you, it is for the sake of all sentient beings and for the expedient accomplishment of all the endeavors of this temple that I must seize this opportunity to go into seclusion again. Dedicating the merits from seclusion to Dharma realm beings. Do not think, oh, seclusion. Well, being alone is good for cultivation. It is not what you imagine. My seclusion will, of course, entail recitation of the Buddha's name. But more than that, it is a Dharma realm seclusion. You may ask, what is a Dharma realm seclusion? Is reciting Amita Buddha's name a Dharma realm seclusion? You know that Amita Buddha embodies all the treasury of the Dharma realm. Hence, the honorable title, Treasury Body of the Dharma Realm Amita Buddha. Thus, a seclusion where I recite his name is in fact a Dharma Realm seclusion. What is a Dharma Realm seclusion? It is a seclusion by which I transfer all the merits accrued to the Dharma Realm. This Dharma Realm is not the world as we know it. Our world is at most the tiny earth. What about the Dharma Realm? It is bigger than and encompasses the universe. It is the capacity of our mind and the one true Dharma realm. This includes all sentient and non-sentient beings and all the monasteries at the tiniest places within space. They are all in my prayers and within my transference of merits to realize perfect achievements. This is what my seclusion is all about. Today, we have some good men and women here with us who have just recently vowed to learn Buddhism. So it is understandable that their thinking is still very much that of the secular layperson. Upon hearing what I said, they might think I am bluffing. Well, you have not come across these matters before and have not heard the real truth. So upon hearing Buddha Dharma, you might think, how could this be? These must be fairy tales. But no, these are honest words. As vast as the cosmic space may be, our mind encompasses it. We must help all beings in space to eliminate their suffering and to obtain happiness. This applies not only to human beings, but also to all within the realm of non-sentient beings. Ultimately, the goal is to achieve what the scriptures call perfect enlightenment for both sentient and non-sentient beings. Thus, I must enter into seclusion to diligently recite the Buddha's name and cultivate and apply all the accumulated merits to eliminate the karmic hindrance of all suffering beings and to provide them with the causes and conditions of having monasteries for their cultivation. The Lingyan Mountain Temple here in Puli, the various Buddhist temples in the cities and the many branches and recitation groups of our temple, they are all expediences of Buddha Dharma. It takes more than just one Lingyan mountain temple to provide a convenient facility 
for sentient beings to recite the Buddha's name. There has to be temples everywhere because a temple is a compassionate vessel for receiving and transporting sentient beings. All these are constituents to which I will transfer all the merits that I accumulate during seclusion. Likewise, all of you should endeavor to always transfer all the merits accumulated from your cultivation and your kind acts to beings of the Dharma realm. What is transference? It embodies giving. What merits do you have then for transferring to others? That is why you must work hard and recite the Buddha's name. Unlike some other activities, reciting the Buddha's name will not interfere with your work. Let me tell all of you, I have this faith when it comes to Buddha Dharma, an absolute faith beyond any doubt that everything can be realized. Whatever that is not is because the necessary causes and conditions are not present. There has to be a cause to produce an effect. The reflection of the moon in the sky can be seen on the surface of calm water. However, when there are waves and rivers and oceans, such as in the Yellow River at the Long River, where the water is running, the reflection cannot be seen. Buddha Dharma teaches us to stop our delusive thoughts. When our mind is serene, our thoughts will be in unison with that of the Buddha. Diligence and vows lead to a higher grade of rebirth in Pure Land. All the above are what I have to do while in seclusion. Due to time constraints, this is all I can tell you about the purpose of my seclusion. I hope you can comprehend this one idea and apply it to tens, hundreds, or thousands of others. When you have such wisdom and use it to protect the Dharma and support others in seclusion, then not only is your rebirth in the Western Pure Land certain, but you will not end up at the lower bottom grade. If you aspire to be reborn in the Pure Land with me and hope to be among the higher grade, then you must work diligently. Otherwise, even if you follow me to the Western Pure Land, I will not be able to see you because I would be in a higher grade while you are not. Do you then wish to blame your plight on Amita Buddha's inequality in creating nine levels of hierarchy? It's not inequality. It simply is the nature of the law of cause and effect. Your efforts determine your results. Please do not ask, why are there nine grades in the Western Pure Land of Amita Buddha? The grade you achieve is dependent upon your level of cultivation. This is the same in our world. Can you purchase a product priced at $10 with $1? It's impossible. This is common reasoning. If you understand the mundane, then you understand half of Buddha Dharma. I speak of all this to urge you to be diligent. The Sutra of Infinite Light tells us that there are three stages of rebirth in the Western Pure Land. If you join the monastic order, cultivate myriad deeds, and have a Bodhi mind, 
you will be reborn in the upper class in the Western Pure Land. If you do not become a monastic, but you cultivate myriad deeds and have a Bodhi mind, then you will be in the middle class. What happens if you can neither become a monastic nor cultivate myriad deeds? Then you have to have a Bodhi mind, and you can be reborn in the lower level. The initiation of the Bodhi mind gets you there so that you, as if studying abroad, can cultivate and slowly move up in rank until you attain Buddhahood. However, if you are diligent now, then you are on a speedier path because you will start at a higher rank in the Western Pure Land. After all, one day of practice in the Saha world exceeds many days of practice in the Pure Land. Why? Because it is harder to cultivate here. But do not be afraid of hardships. If you work hard in difficult circumstances, your efforts will definitely not be in vain. To have a Bodhi mind means that you have awakened and attained wisdom. In this world, what you can do depends on what kind of wisdom you have. Without wisdom, you can't do anything. Only when you apply wisdom in your actions can you attain complete wisdom, blessings and virtue from those actions. According to the sutras, if you don't have a Bodhi mind, all the righteous acts you cultivate would only result in devious karma. There are kind people in the Saha world. But even if the merits from their virtuous acts were to transcend them to the heaven's realm, what would be the good in that? Once you consume those merits, you will still be subject to transmigration within the six planes of existence, where the suffering is beyond words. I have specially invited you here to tell you these words. You must bring forth the Bodhi mind. This is a mindset based in wisdom as well as an unsurpassed expediency without which you cannot attain the true wisdom of prajna. I hope you will all remember this. If there is anything you don't understand, feel free to ask. Everyone is here to cultivate and wants to reach the same destination. However, if you don't know the way, how can you get there? That is why, when cultivating, the emphasis is to stay in close contact with wise and virtuous people. In addition, you also need a monastery and good friends. None of these should be lacking. Group cultivation facilitates the attainment of Buddhahood. Many disciples have said to me, I can recite the Buddha name at home. Why do I have to go to other places or attend the seven-day Dharma retreats? Obviously, it is good that you practice Buddha recitation at home. This is the basic in which you must do well. However, do you gain wisdom when you do it at home? Perhaps what you have learned is rather limited and you don't know the right approach to cultivation. You better watch out 
and not fall into deviant practices, which will be devastating. You say you cultivate at home. How? Can your one day or even one month's home cultivation be as good as one day's participation in the seven-day retreat here at the temple? You better take a good look and assess it yourself. When you practice at home, there are a lot of distractions that can inhibit your attempt. When you are here at the temple, even if you didn't want to cultivate, you will naturally do so due to the merits of group cultivation. If you are afraid to come to the temple and would rather stay home, whose advice did you heed? If you would rather listen to words from everyone else but the wise advisors, then you must change. It is nice to have all the freedom while practicing at home. It is always uncomfortable when you are practicing at the temple, restricted by rules. In fact, by cultivating at the temple, and over time, one month, two months, several, or tens of times, all the habits you have fostered at home can naturally be improved. If you are so afraid, what would you do when, in the future, you get to the Western Pure Land and find yourself among the boundless sea of pure bodhisattvas? Frightened as well? There are thousands of us gathered here now to cultivate. When we get to the Western Pure Land of ultimate bliss, there will be infinite number of great pure sea of bodhisattvas. So where will you run if you are scared? Are you so scared that you would rather return to the Saha world? People must abide by rules. No matter where we go, we have to uphold the rules and regulations, including laws of the country, the family, as well as the rules in cultivation. These are what enable you to become a sage, to be virtuous, and to attain Buddhahood. Your unrestrained freedom might lead you to wander within the six planes. You must have a clear understanding of all these. Learn from the Mahathaprapta Bodhisattva to control your six senses. I want all of you to enter seclusion too. How? Follow Mahathaprapta Bodhisattva's method of controlling the six senses. Stop your eyes from wandering, your ears from intruding, your nose from sniffing around, and your mouth from eating carelessly. Are you vegetarians? If you're not and you enjoy eating meat, then you have to bear the consequences when the time comes. Do not let your mind drift either. This is called the seclusion of the six senses. Once you keep them in seclusion and away from the contamination outside, your mind will naturally be at peace and pure. Having continuous purity of mind and thus attaining samadhi is the best. So learn from the Mahathaprapta Bodhisattva. Not only do you have to learn from Avalokitsavara, but also from Mahasthamaprapta Bodhisattva. Like Avalokitsavara, Mahathaprapta Bodhisattva who directs all beings to the Western Pure Land, manifests in trillions of forms to teach and guide sentient beings. 
Almost all of you know that Avalikitsavara Bodhisattva is of great compassion, but may not be aware that Mahathaprapta Bodhisattva distinctively focuses on getting followers to reach the Western Pure Land. Patriarch Ying Kuang combined the universally penetrating Buddha recitation chapter of the Surangama Sutra with the four sutras of Pure Land to make them the five sutras of Pure Land. You should study the sutras diligently. If you have too much leisure time, your mind will wander wildly. At this point, I've spoken a lot and should stop. Because of my illness and for my sake, many of you have recited the infinite life of Sutra. There are even tens of thousands who are on a vegetarian diet. Thus, I have helped these sentient beings with my illness. Although the Avalokitsavala Bodhisattva has 32 forms, an ailing form is not amongst them. I transcend people with my sickness, but at a great cost to me. This sickness has enabled me to transcend more than 10 doctors. Doctors treat my illness. I too treat their illnesses. Buddha Dharma teaches us to contemplate the sufferings of life. Life is of course filled with suffering. Everybody should constantly keep this in mind. Do not wait until you experience the distress of illness to begin your cultivation. By then it would be too late. One might be able to withstand minor illnesses, but who can deny the suffering in grave illnesses? Although I am ill, this illness has allowed me to gain great wisdom and blessings. Blessings and wisdom brought about by illness. Do you understand and appreciate the meaning of this? I wish every one of you to attain the rightful wisdom, practice the rightful Dharma, and soon attain Anuttara Samyak Sambodhi, the unsurpassed, correct, universal wisdom.